Doxicast. I'm Daniel Silver. And I'm Addie Mena, and welcome to our podcast about science fiction, fantasy, faith, and everything in between. Today we're going to be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Beware, there are some spoilers, though. Yeah, definitely, uh, at least through Season 4. We won't talk about anything after that, but anything in Seasons 1 through 4 is fair game. So, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the episode that we're going to be talking about today, uh, which is Bouncing Back in Season 3. This is actually the first episode we watched together, right? It was. Um, we had known each other for a little bit at that point, but we both found out that we had the shared love of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so we and decided... Agent Carter. And Agent Carter. Yeah, I think Agent Carter was really the, the yeah. crux. And so we decided to come up and watch this. And, and we watched this episode, and it was just so... Amazing, and it really resonated with both of us and kind of got into some of the issues that we had with science fiction fantasy in general. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the way that this episode deals about faith uh, in a little bit, but also I think we were really impressed by this episode given Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s track record dealing with faith in the past. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the episode Repairs, that they had in season one before the big season one turnaround that gave Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so much acclaim with all of the traitor stuff. Uh, Like I said, there are spoilers. Um, But in that episode, for folks who don't remember or haven't seen the show and don't mind spoilers, um, they encounter an engineer... um, where they think there's this ghost or some sort of specter haunting the team. And it turns out to be that it's somebody trapped in between dimensions. But the way that they treat Faith there is actually pretty dismissive. Yeah, it was really interesting because, you know, when she's confronted with this ghost and when she's confronted with the reality of what happened, she seems to cease being an engineer and just kind of falls back into kind of this cross-clutching uh, Christian stereotype where she's, you know, and, and and just doesn't seem to take it as both a Christian and an engineer. She, she can only be this, like, very stereotypical Christian. Right, this fideism that's not thinking at all and that isn't, you know, at all in any way impacted or affected or related even to daily life. Um, so, like, you know, she's told that it's she believes in part that it's a ghost only because it's something that like makes sense to her and the rest of the team is unsurprisingly like you know given some of the culture of hollywood or what have you uh presented as having a very atheistic or materialistic worldview um and they you know count her her faith in the fact that it's a ghost or a spirit or an angel watching over her um and there's just no reasoning with her, which is silly because she's, what, a nuclear engineer or something like that? Yeah, I mean, she, she has a PhD. I mean, she's very um, smart, and, and she should have this this perspective on it. And it, it, it's really a mischance, I think, to have some wonderful character development with, like, her and Fitzsimmons where, you know, they have this conversation as scientists together, and they discuss this. And, you know, she brings a slightly different perspective mm. impacted by her faith, but she's still coming at it from... You know what is part of her life, her engineering, and right. and it just seemed like such a lost opportunity. Well, and they don't barely even have her interact with Fitz or Simmons, really. Um, they mostly have her interact with Daisy and May and Sky, and it's just, 
or sorry, Daisy, not Sky, and Ward, and um, May, and I guess at that point, Sky. Because Fitz and Simmons are just so dismissive of her things, they they aren't even they willing to listen to her. her because you know, and it's bizarre because yeah, she's the one who has knowledge of this specific plant and, and the process that was taking place that resulted in you know the phasing, and so it makes sense for them to talk to her about it. And in every other situation where they encounter a scientist or someone like that, they consult with them, they bring them in on the process. But in this one, because she's a Christian, she doesn't get brought in. She's kept out of the solution on purpose. Yeah, and talked down to. Um, so again, it was a really disappointing and frustrating episode, uh, especially for us, given that we generally love this show and this episode in particular kind of stood out to both of us separately as something which is just so frustrating as a fan to like be kind of talked down to almost by the writers um and then you know getting to see this episode where faith is dealt with in a somewhat serious manner yeah and you know and and that really gets to you know a larger point that we discussed about you know faith and how it affects people's view of the structure of the universe so you know in the bouncing back episode there's a discussion about you know, where are these powers coming from? Where does Terragenesis come from? Yeah, but before we start talking about the impact uh, that this episode had, let's talk a little bit about actually what the situation in Bouncing Back is. Fair enough, I did get a little ahead of myself there. Uh, yeah, so in Bouncing Back, um, we've been introduced already to the character of Mac, who we had learned previously, I think since season two, that he was a Christian, though he didn't really talk about it. It was just kind of a throwaway character point that was never brought up again, except for in passing as far as, like, you know, why he's not a huge fan of the Inhumans, basically, right? Yeah, and I I don't think it actually gets too much play until we get to uh, Ghost Rider, actually. Um, I think think that's when we see it kind of emerge again. Right, right. Um, But at least in this episode, they pick back up on that thread that they sort of just like dropped as a random character detail yeah i i remember when we were watching it you know we were just kind of really geeking out over it and we're really excited that that these two people were having this discussion about it so yeah speaking of the second person so we have mac who's been established as a christian though never mentioned in a season and a half at that point and then you have we get to meet yo-yo or um yeah, her real name is Elena, right? Yeah. Um, so, but as we have, have come to know her yo-yo in a mission in Colombia. And what I think is really cool, in addition to half of the episode being in Spanish, is that um, we really get to see not only how her being an inhuman um, relates to her belief in God, so she says multiple times in the episode that she thinks that her inhuman abilities are a gift from God, Um, but she also, it also talks about how her Christian belief motivates her other actions and motivates her trying to stop um, people who she sees as agents of injustice. And that's something that uh, Max shares with her, actually. The, The wonderful point is 
they both are coming at this from a Christian worldview, but they have slightly different views on, on the cause of terror genesis, but they're able to share that common point of my faith means I, you know, I help people, I'm doing the right thing. I'm and so, bad guys. Yeah, and so it, it, it's really an amazing thing where you have two Christian characters who maybe disagree with each other on certain things, but, you know, they find this common point that really unites them, and it's done really well. Well, and I, I think also, um, even where they disagree, they're able to see it through the other's eyes. Um, so Mac, um, at one point in the episode, concedes that, hey, maybe Yo-Yo has a point in seeing these gifts as a gift from as gifts as a gift from god rather than sort of some sort of alien curse that's to be feared and later on it's not referenced um in regards to christianity per se um though other things like you know they're not participating in some of the other actions that the crew participates in uh is brought up as uh, a part of their christianity but something that Yo-Yo kind of is somewhat skeptical or becomes somewhat more skeptical and adopts somewhat more of Mac's worldview later on in the series and relating to some of the weird stuff they see as a team uh, and perhaps is a little more skeptical of like, okay, like, can these things also be used for evil? Yeah, and it's really good, too, that they're able to integrate this view of Terra Genesis as, as it is, you know, an, an alien virus and they're able to incorporate that into their worldview instead of like we saw in the first season when presented with new information the christian just shuts down completely and doesn't doesn't understand or try to comprehend how that that fits into the worldview right like neither one of these characters necessarily sees new information or challenges honestly like their challenges in the workplace for both of these characters uh, necessarily as threats to their faith. Perhaps some of the things that they do with it or some of the situations that they're put in um, are threats to their faith or make them question. Like, Because we see both of them in, throughout seasons three and four be somewhat of a moral pushback against some of the plans of Simmons in particular or of Coulson and somewhat of Sky, um, but you know, never is it that these things are going to necessarily shake their faith. If they're having something that's impacting their faith or like causing them consternation, it's because of actions and generally actions that they did, rather than things being imposed upon them from the outside. That's true. Um, and, you know, I think the Marvel Universe in general um, has a really interesting look at this as, like, characters and their faith and, and how it relates to the worldview. You know, there's that, the the very often quoted line um, from Captain America, you know, when asked about Thor, you know, he, he says the, um, you know, there's only one God, man, and he doesn't dress like that. Um, and I think it's really interesting to see how he, too, you know, has this, obviously, Christian world, even, even if he's not a Christian, he's coming from... The 1940s, 1950s, he, you know, he has that as part of his makeup, and, and he's able to incorporate new information like Thor into that, into his vision of the yeah. world. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and, and it's nice to see that happening in Marvel TV, and obviously we're starting to see that in Marvel's Netflix properties, too. 
um, or at least that dealt with a little bit, though, though we're probably going to do a full Daredevil episode at some point in the future. Stay tuned. But yeah, it, it was refreshing to see that brought into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, in a way that has a lot of integrity. And, you know, I, I think this is something that um, a lot of other sci-fi fantasy series don't necessarily do oh, yeah. quite well. Um, you know, the, the one example, the one good example I can think of, you know, would be like Nightcrawler from X-Men. You yeah. know, he, he has this view of, you know, his gifts are, are from God and he uses them for that purpose. And that really influences his character Whereas the other characters, you know, are quite clear. This is an evolutionary trait, and, you know, it has nothing to do with God. It, it tends to have a very atheistic uh, point of view, and Nightcrawler is kind of this refreshing point of view, both, and it's interesting, both in the comics and the and this movies and TV series, you know, he's, he's a very consistent character in that regard. Right, for sure. And, and it also um, reflects on other kinds of stories, even outside of comic book sort of the comic book genre um, thinking, you know, of Harry Potter's celebration of Christmas, but it's sort of a, well, of course they do. We're never going to talk about this again. But no, really, are the Weasleys, you know, practicing Christians? Like, there's a very good argument to be made there. Um, Or things like Supernatural, where there happen to be people of faith, but it's like, yeah, like, what's really going, like, how are they building the world around it as opposed to some other stories which really like do offer an opportunity for more integration of belief into how a character reacts to their world. You know, and it's really interesting, I, this reminds me of um, Eve Tushnet's um, talk where she talked about authority in the horror genre. Yeah. And in that talk, she makes some really good points that it's often these more esoteric religions, hierarchical religions that kind of have the knowledge needed to survive in this, you know, in the horror genre and what's happening. And so uh, I think it's really interesting and fascinating that that's the genre that has the most um, kind of characters of faith in it. Right. And room for belief to exist and not be totally at odds with the rest of the world that's been built. Um, even thinking about uh, they, like worlds by Christian authors, it's actually kind of rare to see that built into the world as it. And maybe a part of that is that a lot of those worlds are totally fantastical, where Christianity cannot really exist. Like there is no frame of reference for it. Yeah, and I mean that's one of my least favorite things to do in fantasy, though, yeah. is where someone just creates like a like catholic or or anglican church with just a different sounding name and you know and 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 i i really don't like that and and most of the time when that happens that you know the the religion is just very surface it doesn't actually affect the characters all that much um and so and so i really don't like that um but even when i've you know when i've read like christian sci-fi or um stories um the you know it's really interesting because the characters of faith are oftentimes so two-dimensional. They, they have this, like, they have this very uh, concrete understanding of what, how they think the world works, and it does work that way. Yeah. And, there, you know, there's no disagreement or um, about it. And so, like, you know, Yo-Yo and Mac in this conversation, they have this wonderful conversation about where, where they're coming at from different points of view, but in a lot of Christian 
um, media that I've watched or read, it's just like all the Christians have like the same point of view. There's very little conflict. Conflict is bad between Christians and a lot of Christian media. And I think that this episode really shows a wonderful example of how you can have conflict between Christians in, in a realistic setting. So long story short, thank you Marvel and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. writing team for finally getting it right um, in you know this way at least on better approximating how Christians would deal in a somewhat fantasy world, but one that's still somewhat tied to our reality. I mean, after all, it does have Fox News, as they mentioned even in this episode. Um, And, you know, all sorts of ties to things that we're experiencing in our world. Um, But it, it was nice to see another tie in having people of faith represented in a workforce that likely would have at least some people of faith. Well, thank you very much for joining us today on Doxacast, and be sure to join us next week.